Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, guys. Today, we're doing something different. We're doing a Q&A. Mark Bell is going to Iceland, but we are gonna answer questions. I put a Q&A up on my YouTube. I wanted to hear some of the questions from the people that actually listen to the podcast. We appreciate you guys and love your guys' support. So the first question is coming in from Mr. Bill Scott. Bill asked going in, or advice on going into a maintenance phase after a long cut. So what I would say is a couple things. You want to avoid binging. I'm not sure if you're the type of guy with a huge appetite or not, but for somebody like myself, I know I have completely not ruined my physique, but wrecked my digestion and got a lot softer and put on a lot of body fat when I would be in a cut going into a maintenance that just turned into a full-blown off-season or bulk. So what I would do is just take it slow. Um, basically just use it to cruise until you wanna either cut again or go into a surplus. So with that, I don't wanna throw any numbers cause I don't know your macros, but maybe like a 500 calorie increase in total and then cruise there, see how your body responds. And then if your body's going in the right direction, you can add a little bit more. If you're putting on a little bit more body fat than you'd like, you can cut it back a little bit, but you have to mentally be prepared for, you're gonna gain weight, you're gonna gain some body fat. So don't let that um, immediately, like don't immediately just start cutting after you add some calories. Don't just immediately pull them back because you're scared of putting on body fat. You're gonna put on body fat no matter what. If you're in a, if you're in a long cut, you're shredded, whatever, you look lean. Um, maintenance into a surplus that's just going to happen that's what it's normal Um, it's also healthy i don't think that a super long cut is good for your hormones or just your well-being i know i've done super long cuts natural and i did not feel good and the second i add just a little bit even if you increase something like fats i found that after a long cut when i sprinkle in when i bump my fats up i feel super good it's also good for your testosterone and just you're just gonna feel better, you'll feel stronger. You don't necessarily need to throw a bunch of carbs into your diet and just ramp up immediately. Um, but I think being, just sprinkling calories in, waiting for your body to respond. If it responds good, okay, I'm gonna go up. If you're somebody that gains body fat, 
super quick, maybe, okay, I need to pull back a little bit, but I wouldn't pull back so much to where you're now in a deficit. Angel Harrow, shout out to you. You bought the anabolic template. Oh, I appreciate the support. Um, so you said everything chest day. So I'm gonna take that as just going through the movements I like, how I warm up, how I train. So with chest, chest actually took me a while to connect with because everything, I would just feel everything in my delts um, and my chest is still small compared to my shoulders. So it's, it sucks. But um, I would say learning a mind muscle connection, which sounds meatheadish, but it's helped me a ton. For example, maybe do like, like pre-exhaust the muscle, like, you know, obviously you want to progress on your main movements, um, like incline barbell, flat bench, dumbbell press. You want to progress on those. You want to get those patterns down and get super strong. But if you're talking about bodybuilding, you want to make sure that you're positioning yourself or you're really just connecting with that muscle or else from my experience, I progressed on my incline bench and my shoulders got bigger. My chest got a little bigger, but not as big as it could have if I was using the pecs to actually press rather than just throwing weight around. So pre-exhaust, pre-fatigue, whatever you want to call it. For example, if I have incline barbell bench, I'll do anywhere from two to four sets to failure, just pumping a bunch of blood, doesn't have to be heavy. Um, before I go into that compound movement. So a cable fly is really good, pec deck. Um, I wouldn't really do a dumbbell fly because you're going into a free weight movement anyways. So, hold on. so cable fly, pec deck, and also I found that putting blood into my back before I am gonna press heavy has helped me tremendously. Um, I did it in powerlifting. Anytime we were pressing a lot, we, tr we trained the opposite side. So for bench pressing, we'll kind of get a pump, do a winning warm up, um, and put blood into the back. Really all it did for me was just, it snuck in some extra back volume. You can't have a big enough back. And it allowed me to feel my lats when I'm pressing. So that's a huge thing too, is being able to position yourself and press using your lats. And if it's pumped, you're gonna be able to feel that base a little bit better. And in my experience, I've, it's helped a lot. So pre-fatigue, pre-exhaust, whatever. Get a, basically, get a pump in your chest before you go into the main movement so you're feeling and connecting with that muscle. And also putting a little bit of blood into your backside, even if it's just band pull-aparts, spam those and then go into your pressing movements. My personal chest routine, well, I'll just tell you kind of what I always do. Um, for the most part, it's gonna change depending on exercise selection and what I'm rotating, but my warm up would be like band pull-aparts or face pulls, superset with lat pull-downs. Again, just putting a bunch of blood in my back. Um, and then moving on to the first exercise, I would do a cable fly two to four sets, um, don't kill yourself, but go, I would say like maybe one, two reps shy of failure or just go to failure. Two sets is really all you need to get blood in there. Um, make sure you're warm. Then I do an incline barbell press, do that. Maybe do like two top sets from the six to eight rep range. 
go into incline dumbbell press. That's going to be a higher rep range. Um, all these sets, top sets, are going to be to failure too, but it's just it still falls within a rep range. So six to eight rep range. Moving on to incline dumbbell, anywhere from the ten to twelve, maybe even eight rep range. So eight to twelve, somewhere around there. Um, then I'd move on to a machine chest press. I like the flat one, so where you're upright here, and you're able to ugh, you're able to get your your elbow super far back and squeeze the tits. Um, I like applying like a full full ROM, full range of motion style setup there, even though everything technically should be full range of motion, but with that I really over exaggerate the stretch. So flat machine press, that's like anywhere from the 12 to 15 rep range. And then I would end with, I don't really do chest by itself, I do a push. So instead of adding the rest of the work, I would be like lateral raises and rear delt flies. But for chest, I just move on to probably some sort of fly, another fly. So an incline dumbbell fly, floor press fly I really like, or floor fly, whatever you want to call it. Um, or just pec deck. If I start with the cable, I'll end with the pec deck. If I start with the pec deck, I'll end with the cable. So basically three pressing movements and two flies. So yeah, hope that helps. All right, how I would set up a carb cycling approach to your nutrition. So this is basically what I've done the entire time I've been dieting or on a meal plan. Um, I learned from my coach at the time, John Heck, who is a beast. His dad is the co a coach for the Chiefs, who just won the Super Bowl. And I think his brother plays on some NFL team, but he was the strength and conditioning coach for the North Carolina Tar Heels for a while. Um, and he taught, he worked with Justin Harris. So it all kind of just trickles down. He was under Justin Harris. Justin Harris does carb cycling. John did carb cycling. I got coached by John. Now I do carb cycling. So basically it's pretty easy. Um, you just split it up into three days. So you have a low, medium, and high carb day. And you're basically just manipulating ca your calorie cycling, basically. It's not just carbs. You're rotating sets of macros from fats, protein, and carbs, depending on what you're doing that day. So the low day is gonna be your off day. The carbs get lowered, the fats higher, the protein is moderate to high. I think the protein's a little bit higher that day, the fat's a little bit higher, the carbs are pulled back a lot. Your medium day, think of as your baseline diet. That's everything's in moderation, protein, carbs, and fats. It's pretty simple. Basically, you're calorie cycling, you're rotating protein, carbs, and fats depending on what day it is. So your low day, low carbs, is going to be higher protein, higher fat, lower carbs because you don't need them. You use carbs for energy and fuel. And if you're not training that day, there's no reason to throw a bunch of carbs at you. Um, your medium day is going to be every training day that's not your two, one to two high carb days, which I'll get into after. So medium day, everything's in moderation. It's your baseline diet. Think of it as that. Um, everything's pretty even for the most part. And then your high carb day, which 
I would do two high carb days. Some people do one, some people do three. I got up to three, I think. But that is zero fat, super high carb, and then you pull the protein back since the carbs are protein sparing. All right, guys, sorry to interrupt this podcast, but I'm going to go over the companies we work with. And if you guys want to save some money, we'd appreciate it if you support. And also, you do save money, so keep that in mind. But rice and grind. So some of you guys who follow bodybuilding or just delicious foods will know what this brand is. For those of you that don't, rice and grinds it's basically cream of rice you've seen the little orange boxes you've seen the old school bodybuilders use them this is the anabolic cream of rice pretty much it comes with a bunch of different flavors this is my favorite maple syrup we have coconut and then they have they also have blueberry muffin brown sugar and cinnamon um, a bunch of different chocolate brownies a good one they also care the I'm just going to leave it there. They also have chocolate brownie, which is a really good one. But it has less iron. If you look at the iron in the orange box, it has a bunch of iron. This is organic. Same with their regular jasmine rice. They also have chocolate brownie, which is delicious. It tastes like cake. Um, but this is very consistent when it comes to digestion. The orange box is loaded with iron, which we know is not good for you. It's not healthy for blood work, especially. So digest well, always consistent, less iron. They also have regular white rice, and we have a good relationship with the owner. He knows all the farmers. It's organic, digests super well compared to your microwave rice or whatever rice you're going to find at your grocery store. Um, they also carry almond butters, which are dangerous because they're super good they have brown sugar honey they have salted chocolate but they're all absolutely delicious the macros are really good on here so if you're interested give these a try i promise you will love them um, if you want to support us save some money again the link is in the bio in the description use code anabolic 10 so for me how i would set this up is i would put the high carb day on the hardest days of training. That's the point of all this. So my leg days and then my posterior days, which is usually stiff leg deadlifts and back and hamstrings. So there's my two high carb days. Every other training session is a medium day. And then my off day is the low day. The reason this works and the reason I am such a fan is because it ramps your metabolism up and you're just, like I said, rotating calories based off of what you're doing. And I think when you manipulate your carbs specifically, uh, it can keep unwanted body fat off. So that's what I found because I came to John doing the vertical diet, which was amazing. I loved it. Um, then I did my own style of dieting, which is kind of like if it fits your macros. And I put on much more body fat than I liked at the time and then going into the carb cycling i was eating a lot of food the calories were constantly getting bumped up and i was getting leaner and tighter and bigger um, and i think it's just because you're not compared to a baseline diet where it's just the same macros throughout the whole week i think over time that kind of builds up and then you start to store fat because on your off day, if you're eating, let's say you eat 600 grams of carbs, 
And if you do that every single day, even on your off days when you don't technically need it, your insulin sensitivity is going to go to shit. You're not going to be able to respond to the food and the carbs as much as you'd like. Um, so I just found this is, I'm not going to say optimal, but it definitely is amazing for performance in the gym, keeping you uh, lean, keeping insulin sensitivity in check, and it's, uh, it's super fun. For example, on the high days, half your carbs can be from any, any source, any sugary source, as long as it's zero fat. So if I have 100 grams of carbs, I could do whatever, five ounces of chicken, I could do a cup of rice, 50 grams of carbs from a clean source, and then I have 50 to spare from whatever I want. So gummy bears, all, every gummy candy has zero fat. Um, soda has zero fat. Obviously you could do like fruit. You don't have to do the sugary source, but the reason that's in there is for cravings, especially if you're doing this approach going into a cut. If you can eat half of your carbs one to two days out of the week of basically cheat food, um, you're not gonna crave that much food. So it is about, it's a little confusing, but it is a balanced diet in my opinion because you, you still get to eat gummy worms, gummy bears. And I did that in my last prep. Um, that's what I would do. I would do a clean source and then Skittles or whatever I wanted and Hold on. Um, yeah, so I did that my last prep. I would have a cup of rice and Skittles or, you know, what else has Rice Krispies, Pop-Tarts are a little high in fat, but I didn't get any cravings my last prep and it worked really well. And another reason I think this is such a good approach is because you get to learn, you get to watch your body respond to each macro, I guess, in a way, even though you're eating them still all together. But for example, the high carb day, it's zero fat. So what I learned with my body is I burn through that. Like once your, your metabolism's primed, you're gonna get to that high day and you're gonna almost feel, even though you're eating a shit ton of carbs, you're almost gonna feel like, for example, I would go hypo hypoglycemic, I wasn't using insulin at the time, but I remember in my contest prep on a high day, I'm thinking like, oh, I get all these carbs, I get all this sugar, but because there's no fat to slow that process down of them going through your body, I would get hypo, I'd feel cold, I'd feel flat, and my workouts wouldn't be as good. So I communicated that to my coach, and then I realized, okay, I'm somebody that needs a little bit of fat pre-workout so that my blood sugar, everything stays the same throughout the lift and I don't go crashing down and have a shitty workout. If you have not tried this approach, I highly suggest you look into it. It has helped me a ton um, over the last two and a half years. Um, Justin Harris, do your research on him. He is a great bodybuilding coach. He was big on the DC training and the carb cycling and all, all that stuff. So this isn't my approach. I didn't create this. This is Justin Harris's approach, way of doing things, but I did get amazing results from it. This is also very similar to the winter bulk program. So if you guys are looking to put on weight or just want some type of structure to go off of, the link is in the bio. 
All right, so Wyatt Films asked me a question on Chris Williams' podcast, or Williamson. I don't know. I saw him ask Seabum this question, and he picked 10 exercises to do for the rest of his life. I don't even think I have 10, so I'm going to choose five. I'm going to cut it in half. So I would do deadlifts, builds your whole posterior chain, glutes, hamstrings, back, um, traps, whatever. Um, it can build your forearms too, so... That's my all-time favorite exercise, the deadlift. Um, two, I would do front squats because that also builds your back. If you, if you progress on front squats super heavy, it can build your upper back um, so, and your quads. So deadlifts, front squats, incline, barbell press for the chest, um, lateral raises for the shoulders, and pull-ups slash chin-ups for the back. With the deadlift, it builds your whole posterior chain, back, hamstrings, glutes, even forearms, if you don't use straps. So that's what that covers. Incline, barbell bench, um, it hits your pecs, your front delt, and your triceps, because you can go into a closer grip. And they used to do that at West Side, incline, close grip, barbell press for the triceps. So that covers basically another three muscle groups. Front squats, front squats also build your back if you progress on them and go heavy. Build your quads, a tiny bit of hamstrings, I guess, a little bit of glutes. Um, but that covers a bunch of exercise, or, but that covers a bunch of muscle groups. Uh, four would be lateral raises for the delts. I don't think anything beats that. Heavy pressing, yeah, but I already have incline barbell in there, which is gonna build all this. So for direct, or for direct delt work, lateral raises can't go wrong. And then five would have to be pull-ups slash chin-ups. Um, that's gonna work the lats. I think that's one of the best back movements, talking to people like Stan Efferding and people with giant backs, watching Jeremy Avila. They all are able to do pull-ups, weighted, body weight on a machine. Uh, that'll build your forearms, your lats, pretty much your whole entire back. And you can reverse it and go this way and then hit your bicep. So that covers all five of those, covers every muscle group besides calves, but if you progress on your squat, Mark told me that your calves should grow. Sorry to interrupt this podcast. We have an exciting announcement slash um, partnership with Mark Bell's Within You products. Um, you guys know the steak shakes, super popular, beef organs, liver, kidney, all the good stuff, super nutrient packed compared to your whey protein. So we have that, we have this in cinnamon bun, Coconut, chocolate coconut, um, caramel, chocolate, banana. So we have a variety of different flavors that are all super good, digest really well. And we also have a whey protein. This digests super, super well, super fast. You can even drink this intra workout if you want. And we also have some hydration packs, which staying hydrated, getting your electrolytes in is key for, we also have hydration packs. Um, which is kind of like a liquid IV type of thing, but way less sugar. I don't even think it has sugar. 
zinc, magnesium, just all the electrolytes. It's a complete electrolyte supplement. And we know that this is good for performance in the gym and muscle contractions. If you guys want to support, if you guys want to save some money, go to withinyoubrand.com and use code Kenny10 in all caps. All right, so the last question is my opinion on the if it fits your macros approach where you eat whatever you want as long as you hit a certain number or a traditional bodybuilding diet where you have specific foods that you eat for each meal. This one gets tricky because there's science behind it, obviously, and people, whatever my answer is, my answer is not gonna be if it fits your macros, but people will argue and say, your body doesn't know the difference between this and that food, which that's true, sure, whatever, but those bad foods also come with a lot more negative than the clean foods, like you're not gonna digest it well, it can cause inflammation, it can ruin your blood work, it could do a bunch of things that to me is not as optimal as eating clean, healthy foods, sweet potato, rice, chicken, beef, fish, eggs. That stuff to me is always gonna, always gonna beat the guy who is trying to fit chocolate milk and all this shit into his diet. And it's just consistent. Um, a lot of the people that try to fit stuff in, they're eating something different every single day. And to me, for digestion and for pumps in the gym and performance, I need to be, I need to have something that's consistent. And if you're consistent with your diet, you know, okay, my pre-workout meal is pride foods with whey protein. I know how that digests. I know what I'm going to get out of that. If your pre-workout meal changes every single day and the, the meal before bed changes every single night, you're not going to know your body's just going to be everywhere and your digestion's going to be off. And to me, that is not worth it. And I also think the look is going to be different too. That's just my opinion. The guy, obviously there's people like Sam Sulik who have amazing genetics and he can do that. But for the majority of people, in my opinion, as far as which one's healthier, which one is better for cravings and yeah, which one digests the best. And to me, it's never going to be, if it fits your macros, it's going to be the consistent diet that has healthy fats, clean protein sources, and clean carbs. So that's my opinion on it. Um, people can disagree. I don't really care. That's just my opinion. All right, guys. So that's it for today's episode. I really enjoyed answering some of the questions you guys had. We're definitely going to do this again because it was super fun. And if you're not following me on Instagram, my Instagram is Kenny underscore Williams underscore underscore. I know Insimo already told me that I need to change that, but I haven't got to it yet. I don't know what I'm going to change it to. Um, if you have any suggestions, let me know. But yeah. We appreciate all the support. We love you guys. The people that do listen, we really, really appreciate it. So thank you.